You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Back by popular demand, we've got Mark DeLille on the show for his third appearance. Uh, we talk about a new terrifying documentary called Zero Day about uh, new forms of hacking, uh, self-driving cars, artificial intelligence, sex bots, VR, uh, science fiction, uh, including Westworld. Seriously, if you're not watching Westworld, you got to check that out. And uh, then we talk about Haiti, earthquakes, uh, peacekeeping, the Red Cross. Uh, this one's a real barn burner. Always a good time when Mark DeLille is around, so without further ado, here's Mark DeLille on Fire in the Hole. We don't need to fear that in 20 or 30 or even 50 years, we will become, as human beings, indistinguishable from computers. In other words, in 50 years, we could all be here, could be like a science fiction movie, and we won't know whether you're sitting next to a computer or not. So that's the good news. You don't have to worry about singularity. But that doesn't mean we should not be fearful of robots. Soundwave superior, constructor gods inferior. So, uh, Mark, how Jason. you been, dude? Not bad, not bad. Surviving. Back. Thank you. Thank this you for is, having is me this back. number three for uh, Mr. Lillo? I right? believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah, number three. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Maybe That's I'll it. be more coherent. Good, good. Well, we'll we'll try to see what we can do about that. We have ample reserves of Sapporo <laughs> to help you. Hi. Hi. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's good to see you again. Good to see you guys, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so... On the way here, I don't know if I can share something with you guys. Feel uh, free. At the risk of perhaps losing you on this. So a while back, I think Richard and I, possibly more than once, had some conversations about artificial intelligence. Yeah. And then we had some some good times. We talked some stuff, and then we watched, I think, some Sam Harris stuff too, or you sent me some or Mm -hmm. something like that. Then subsequent to that, I think John Yu uh, might have help like postulated on that topic yeah and uh so finally you sent me this week a link to this documentary called zero days zero day yeah. zero day right have you heard of this uh idea this concept of the zero day i've heard the title but no i'm not uh familiar with the concept so okay well i just found out about today okay. and i just did a little research today but how would you richard how would you break down this idea of zero day what is zero day? It's yeah. zero day is an exploit that you have like a sort of a backdoor through a, a particular software that only the exploiter, the writer of like a, a virus knows about. Okay. They're actually worth quite a bit of money on the on the black market. Right. You can. I can imagine. You, you can pay up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a zero day exploit, uh, so that you're basically guaranteed uh, that your virus or whatever is going to be able to gain 
access. Yeah, into it's an access. It's an access point to a system. Well, I, I brought it up as a topic in a class with a bunch of like developers, like um, software developers mm-hmm. today, because I was like, hey, might as well workshop right. this with a bunch of dudes <laughs> that do sure, this for a living. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, have you guys heard of Zero Day? And they're like, yeah, yeah. They're all like super calm about it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so is it true? And uh, we watched the Viceland um, short documentary on it. Okay. Which is also pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's actually, uh, so there'd be two videos that you'd have to watch. The first okay. video is a very short video of uh, two guys whose name escaped me at this moment, but they're two hackers. Right. Um, who managed to, back as far as I think 2012, crack the um, uh, computers of, of new cars and oh, essentially okay. start messing with them. And they went, I think 2012 was their first test. Mm-hmm. And what they did there was they were they had to sit in the back and they were tethered to the car. Right, okay. And by 2014 or something or 15, they were doing it from their office. <laughs> oh, crap. Like remotely stop a car yeah. in, in motion, yeah. lock the doors, do all the stuff that the electronics. Yeah, yeah the first do. one is a, like a Vox um, little mini doc. Mm-hmm. So they just literally just put this guy in the car. They put him on the highway, which I thought was really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> a brave guy? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Or stupid. And at first, they, like, mess with the window, like, the wipers. Like, couldn't just do that in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they literally wanted to put the, the – to, to fully communicate the horror. The impact of what they could do. Mm-hmm. So then, like, they play with the volume. Uh, <laughs> then they started to blast the air and the music. And then all that was really funny, and then they started to mess with the engine. So they cut his engine in the middle of a highway. Ooh. And he's like, guys, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah, serious pucker factor. Yeah. And he's like, they're like, no problem, man. Just uh, turn it off and turn it back on, and you know, then it'll re-engage. Once they got him in the parking lot, then I think they started really screwing with him. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't follow you, that you case very, very closely, but so I, the, I remember the headlines and yeah. reading a bit of it being like, now this shit. wasn't, uh, this wasn't a car that had self-driving capabilities in it at all. No, right. this was just a car that had, um, electronic, electronic uh, yeah. gear in it. Sure. And, yeah. um, every car has a computer. Oh, in let's, it let's put it this way. Uh, with my, uh, with my Mazda CX five, I love the, uh, electronics in there. Yeah. And pfft, yeah. And what kind of options do, do you have in it right now? Everything. So do you have like a media center? I've got the media center. I've got the radar, the forward-looking. Uh, well, it's got a FLIR system in there, the forward-looking infrared radar. Which for is for collision? Distance, for collision distance, uh, distance measuring for the cars ahead. So it starts screaming if you come too close? Uh, no, it, uh, thank God it doesn't. <laughs> in, in German. I can, I can be, I can be, a, uh, I can be a, tail, a tailgater. Nein, schnell! <laughs> what would it say if in German if, if it started yelling? Hey, you would know. You scheisskopf! <laughs> you scheisskopf! That'd be great. Sorry. Translated to you shithead, but nevertheless. That's perfect. Yeah, no, uh, so it bleeps. Since I, it bleeps, or what I like too is the reactive cruise control. Okay. I can literally just put the cruise on and uh, keep my foot off the gas, and it will adapt if there's a car in front of me. Before that, you had to kick the gas off, and no, now it just adapts itself. And if you there's no more t- a target in front of it, it speeds back up to whatever program speed. There we they're, go. They're easing you into the self-driving car. <laughs> oh, God. It's the gateway drug. Yeah, exactly. Well, little by little. I, I don't know if I uh, still, I still like to have my hands on control. I don't. Well, you know what? You can do like, um, like Sam Neill in the Merlin, that miniseries of Merlin. Remember that 90s Merlin miniseries? Oh, vaguely, yes. Yeah. 
So there was the hand magic, the word magic, mm-hmm. and like the something magic. And okay. he just stayed with the hand magic and became <laughs> like the master of hand magic. So you could just stay with this <laughs> level of level. automation and just refuse <laughs> all upgrades afterwards. <clears throat> kind of like staying on pot and not doing any of the hard drugs. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's one theory. But if you take it to its logical conclusion, uh, at some point in the very near future, if they can prove that self-driving is less dangerous, costs less human life than, oh, definitely. They're, than they're doing it yourself, it's going to be unethical to drive yourself. And people will look at you like a smoker or something. And exactly. Oh, yeah. You terrible piece I'll live of with shit. the stigma of being a piece of shit. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> yeah. become oh, a I, kamikaze we'll, driver. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be dust by then, hopefully. Yeah, so, yeah, no kidding. What these guys were doing is they were messing with, in this particular little segment, they were messing with like a 2014 Chrysler SUV. Mm-hmm. And what they did is, if I understand correctly, because I'm not a computer nerd. Um, excuse me, I'm not a... Nerd. Not a computer... Really? Tech specialist guy, <laughs> geek, geek, geek is acceptable. Um, That's our word. No, damn it! Just kidding. <laughs> what they did is apparently, if I understand correctly, or their dummy version of it is, they infiltrated the car through its media center, right? And did what he—it was just a creepy way of putting it. He's like, then we moved laterally, which is so <laughs> like. It's almost like uh, I put my hand in your pocket and moved laterally <laughs> <laughs> to where I actually wanted to go. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, what do we have here? Ooh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Are those for me? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they moved so, laterally and they were able to do all of this stuff. Pocket pool reference. All right, yeah. <laughs> we're hitting you with all guns. Yeah, like right yeah now. I see that. Yeah, what have I got, walked into? <laughs> right. So... The uh, idea behind this, it was to, um, I mean, they alerted the, the little video ends with them saying, well, we alerted Chrysler and we're going to a black hat, white hat, whatever, hacker conference where we'll be presenting the code because it's going to be open source. We're going to show everybody. So these guys are consultants who probably by this point are more than well off. Like they don't, they're not doing it for the money. They're legitimately concerned about things like zero day. Sure. So zero day apparently means that it's a type of vulnerability to which you you have no time to prepare any response, right? Like you have zero days to respond to it. No, no, no. It's not that's that. what I that's what I I read anyway. No, it's like it, I think it's like zero days known. Zero days known. Well, I mean, it amounts it amounts kind of to the same thing, right? right? Like so, you can't prepare a patch for it. Right. Exactly. And just and the zero it. day uh, exploit is just your your way in. It's not the. It's not actually the. It's not a hack. It's, it's in itself. Yeah, it's not the. the it's, it's opening it's the, not the mechanism. It's not it's the door. payload. It's, it's like it's the Stargate, just, uh, opening the Stargate right. sort of. Yeah, thing. it's oh, it's, it's, I the, like it. yeah, yeah. it's a portal. It's a portal into the system. Like the, the like your pocket, right? And then you can yeah. move laterally. And then you move laterally. Yeah, that's exactly what he meant. Like he got mm. into the system. Yeah. And then once in, you're able to. To move laterally. So, why do I keep getting left nut side pockets? Because it's been because you've had some time off. (laughs) Uh, God, no, I've been working too much. Thank you. All right. So, the second video, the Vice Line one, uh, I I accidentally found out kind of gives you an update on that video accidentally because they talked to one of the guys from that video. Okay. And uh, they kind of ask him. He quickly reminds everyone what he did there. But they're like, so what happened when you reported this to the to Chrysler? They're like, well, they thanked me. And then they went to work on it. And uh, they took nine months 
to develop a response to this problem. And then <laughs> I met, then he goes, then I went public with it. And then in a week it was fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. guy, his interviewer is like, well, don't you think this is ridiculous that these, this, the zero day kind of vulnerability exists? He's like, well, that in itself is pretty messed up. But he's like, what's more messed up is how unprepared, almost unwilling to even talk about it, um, companies are. Like, they're almost afraid to open that box sure. and to start engaging. Of course. But and I'm, it's, it's, not, it's not irresponsible to have, uh, like, a weak point in your code, right? Like, a, some kind of way that they can get through. Most, like, the ethical companies, if you want to call it that, like, uh, some of like, the Googles of, of the world, like, oh, yes. they, they host hackathons. Mm-hmm. In order for like ethical hackers to come in and try to break their shit, and if if they break it, if they get in, then they All get the more like, the better. Yeah, they get two hundred and fifty k as a reward, and then sure. they go and they fix that exploit. Yeah, they're called. I think they're called uh, b- uh, bounty, something like bounty hacks or something. There's something like that. some companies are they're starting to finally get on board with this program. For sure, sure. Before they didn't give you a penny. They were like, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. You're like, I didn't create this problem it exists already <laughs> your right. your ass is open in yeah. this way in that way in that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. but i couldn't help immediately start thinking about airplanes which is your neighborhood yeah yes it is and how terrifying that is you know it's one thing to run somebody into a brick wall and it's another to uh, start landing planes or preventing them from landing well the no and that that is a valid it is a valid question the aircraft right now don't have you have Wi-Fi right now on the aircraft, but the Wi-Fi is for internet surfing and uh, in-flight entertainment. There's not uh, there's not much that from the system standpoint that has Wi-Fi per se. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Seven eight seven would be the one of the aircraft. The A three fifty, the seven eight seven, the three eighty has the new modernized systems and. Maybe the onboard the uh, electronic flight bag, which is fancy way of saying it's the the onboard laptop that holds all the documentation. Uh, it has some Wi-Fi capabilities because we can push updates to it, but it doesn't speak to the aircraft computers, to the flight computers, or stuff like that. Uh-huh. You I'm have to physically. I mean, to Galactica this whole time. Right? <laughs> totally, totally. Exactly. No, ex- exactly. It's a bit of, bit of the it's Galactica network. principle. It's not networked. <laughs> right. There, the the There'll systems. There'll never be a network computer on this. <laughs> on this goddamn ship. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm captain. I doubt. I don't think so. I think more they're going to go the way of the Pegasus with a fully integrated the aircraft at some point. Right. I can see that as uh, the way of the future because right now, if you want to do some t- changes, you've got to bring your laptop, plug it into the aircraft, and mm-hmm. then do your programming. Potentially, or you could. Well, right la- now it is. It's no. It's just the way. No, it's just the way the uh, infrastructure is right now. There's right. no Wi-Fi infrastructure to the aircraft right now. But they, I mean, you they, mean they, Wi-Fi like to connect to the to the computer, to like the computer you, you, you know, like it's, exterior. It's, exactly. So this this particular uh, documentary that we're talking about the zero, they're, day. They're zero day we were talking and it was it's terrifying. In this like it. in this situation, they actually attacked a closed network, and it had to do with the. Um, so it started. It starts off with these these guys mm-hmm. who are working for like a security company, Symantec, right. whatever. They're part of the security mm-hmm. community, and they start talking about this thing that they found, 
and they got a copy it was sent to them by some other security thing and they're like what the hell is this you know like most right. viruses you can like unpack it and figure out what the payload is within right. like mm-hmm. a day or two this one like a month in and they still had no idea what they were knots. dealing with Ooh. yeah and this okay. is like obviously some like nation state had had put millions of dollars, dollars into putting this thing together didn't share any commonalities with any other virus okay they've ever Ooh. seen or any other malware they've ever seen you mm-hmm. know usually like there's there's always mistakes in the code this one no mistakes whatsoever like everything wow. is just like layers upon layers upon layers like this is like a rolls royce this is like some kind of Fabergé egg of, you know, malware, uh, malware. sort of thing. Holy so that anybody shit. who knows what they're okay. talking about, they're looking at this thing and they're like, Ow. what the fuck did we just find? Yeah, no kidding. And then so, you, it, you know, they take you through through the steps of discovery and stuff and it turns out that it was created by the U.S. government in, in conjunction with uh, Israel in order to slow down the Ar- Iranian nuclear program when, okay. when, when we were, like, really worried about... Uh, Iran, yeah, yeah, like and they're enriching uh, uh, uranium. Uranium, yeah. So they have all these turbines. Mm-hmm. So as they're unpacking this code, they're they're realizing that it's it's designed to attack a specific, like a distribution a, system, like power distribution system. It's like a particular piece, and it's all in in this center. So like it attacks. Wow. It, okay. It, and it mm-hmm. is incredibly sophisticated. In the, but it in, would have had to been implanted at the source, right? Well, they, that's what they call the air gap. Right, right. So there's no, there's no connection for like the. But so someone has to have physically uploaded it to that closed network. Right. So the point I'm making is that if someone wanted to take that and go with uh, with a maintenance laptop and connect to an aircraft and upload mm-hmm. something like that, yeah, sure, they could do it. Right. But they would have to physically go and upload upload the upload it to the aircraft there's no the way the infrastructure is set up there's no uh, wi-fi it's like some hacker that uh worth, ha- worth half assault can hack into my home computer system and uh, any any of, any, any of ours and, and have have at it i have nothing to hide <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah in this thing there they, they had so, an nsa yeah. person that mm. was like kind of an informant with the right. disguise identity mm-hmm. uh, saying like oh yeah the air the air gap pff, we've been able to like jump that for the longest time because there's no really truly closed system because so how did he overcome it I'm not clear on that like some serious like James Bond spy shit like some okay. guy like some in, some inside like, he's like a, spy or the janitor yeah. who like slips a USB into like a computer okay. sure yeah uh, the other way is that like uh, updates Right, like there's no truly closed system because they have to connect to the outside in order to like update their Windows. Don't get me don't get me started on fucking Windows updates. (laughs) Right, so if they can piggyback something on a Windows update, then there is no. Well, it's interesting you should bring that up. In the mini doc that I watched, they talked to um, a guy who's referred to as a former Dark Lord of the cybernet or whatever, the former Dark Lord of the internet. Hmm. So some former guy that was a big deal in the hacker community. Right, the Grand Poobah. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's done. He's he's he works for good now, right? Mm. Like he's been converted. But um, the Lord Dragon of the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's it's really funny. He looks like a little. He looks like a hipster king. Uh, hipster King Jong Un, like okay, with a British accent. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway, so they're like, so these zero day exploits, like they must be pretty hot on the market. He's like, 
Actually, there's not that much of a market for them other than for governments and yeah. corporations. Because a random person, random, a, a criminal, your average day criminal, uh, or even organized crime, cannot afford what these things cost. Right. Okay. And um, even to develop and test one, one, I mean, even if you have that door, once you go beyond it, you need a, a massive infrastructure to be to able to exploit it. it. Right. So what they'd rather do is buy um, all existing exploits that have already been patched right. officially by companies. But according to him, they, they're valuable and more affordable because most people aren't upgraded. No. Most people have pirated software on their computer. So, mm -hmm. And one of the first steps to pirating software tends to be often dis disabling the up update um, right. feature. Sure, exactly. Yes, yeah. because mm -hmm. there's uh, little blockers in there to, to prevent people from using them. So, And people just hate updating their software. People it's, just it's get an, tired. It's an annoying like process. Mark. Well, no, in my, ca in my <laughs> case, uh, my video card is like, it's a high-end video card mm -hmm. that's four four years old four five years old they're not making the drivers for them anymore they made one uh, one beta for the uh, for windows 10 and that's it well every time windows 10 gets updated i boot up i have no idea if my video card is going to work at one point before i found this beta patch since i'm working from home these days i kick on the computer and my screens are black. Oh. I've lost everything. I can't. No visuals. And you bought like you, you invested in that video card, right? Because you sure. wanted the good visuals. It was eleven $1 hundred dollar video card. And it's not like eleven years old. No, it's four years old. Yeah. And it just all of a sudden it's like, okay, fine. So how am I going to work this? Finally managed to get it back, and then I found this patch, got it in, updated the drivers. Ta da! Everything is back to normal. But now I live in fear that Microsoft is going to do something stupid and I'm going to be back at that level again. Right. Well, they just there's also realistically just no way for them to keep track of all the software, right? Exactly. Um, and the manufacturers have to, uh, the manufacturers, it's, the onus is on the manufacturer to keep the updates hmm. to work with the operating system. But on the legacy, what they're, what they're calling a legacy video card now, it's like, well, no, you've got to buy the latest and greatest if you want to stay up to date. It's like, it's that the? whole Apple model. Of it's what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Slowing I was going to say, Sylvia so walked in with her 2011 uh, MacBook, and they're like, oh, this is vintage. They laughed her at yeah. that's That's code for like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> five, five years is enough to, to be told to go fuck yourself. Oh, five yeah. years. Basically, yeah. She didn't go in there with like a Mac com mm -hmm. Mac compatible or whatever, a Commodore right. 64. No. <laughs> They're like, go on Craigslist. Maybe you can find somebody. <laughs> like, what? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, no, wow. that's... that's uh, it, they really pulled a vast one uh, on and, us. And, that, and that's the thing. And the computer, it's not like I'm computer illiterate. I built that computer. I build my own computers. So mm -hmm. I'm not... But this is just frustrating. This was an $1,100 video card. I can and run six, like I, and I can run. Stuff, yes, right? exactly. I can run six screens on it. I run four, and it's like, what the hell? And yeah. I don't want to spend another eleven hundred dollars for another equivalent card just so that Windows Ten. So if mm -hmm. there's anybody out there that knows how to disable Windows Ten updates, please let me know. Oh, is that not a thing anymore? Like you can't disable. I updates? can't find anything. No, not not for the critical updates. 
Really? Yeah, it, it does automatic updates. And, uh, and if there's a way, I have not found it. That's why I'm asking anybody out there. All right, we'll put the call out to uh, our... Th- th- I'd be appreciative because I'd like to be able to freeze it at that level. So Because now that my ankle is feeling somewhat better, I want to start flying again. Of course. I've been on Windows 10 for like two weeks and it's horrible. I don't like it. I've been on it nothing since, but problems. Uh, I've been on it since the transition, and uh, it's been challenging. I just imagine someone tuning into this podcast, just as you said, you know, my ankle's feeling better, and I want to fly again. <laughs> <laughs> and how cool that sounds. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yes, the frustration level is showing a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, I, I With understand. my broken ankle, I can't push the rudder pedal. Of course. Like, so. Uh, but you're getting closer. You're th- yeah. yeah. My physiotherapy is is working somewhat so we'll see right on i want to give it a shot and that's encouraging get some flying yeah no this this whole like um exploit hacking thing i mean it's it's interesting because like everything else that's technological it's lived in our imaginations for for decades sure for decades and decades as magic Mm-hmm. Right, and then suddenly, not only some of these things. You could say even you know that whole chicken and egg yeah. argument about science fiction. That yeah. In fact, we may have this technology now because someone dreamt it up, and, and then some young kid read it and grew up to become an engineer and was and like, just "I'm gonna thought it up. I'm gonna make that virtual reality glass <laughs> or whatever." Right. But how many? How many of us as gamers? Yeah. Those who who play computer games would like to have a decent AI to challenge us. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially in like war games. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you, beat, you beat me to the punch. Yeah, that's yeah. What one was of that? Those. Oh, it must have been the wind. Like <laughs> when the guards don't. You just took out nine of eight, nine of ten guards in, a, in an area and the guy keeps patrolling. <laughs> and you're like, fuck this. And then you start seeing really cool AI advancements. Like remember um, the, uh, the um, uh, Force Unleashed series? Mm-hmm. That was one of the first big jumps that I saw in AI. Where, like, if you, let's say, shoot at a bridge yeah. and some store troopers go over, like, they try to help each other back up and stuff like that. And oh, okay. They start getting interesting. That, that is interesting, yeah. Apparently, the AI in the Battlefront games now is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's do- the dodge and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was more of, like, a self-preservation instinct, I think, with right. the Force Unleashed. Like, if you were, like, you know, Force pushing them or, like, at a certain point, like, you were ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Like, you walk into a room of, like, a hundred troopers and they're just flying in the air yeah. at, <laughs> at your at your will, right? And they're just like, ah! And they're grabbing each other's hands just be like, <laughs> hold on, Steve! It's gonna be okay! It's gonna be okay! <laughs> Splat! But they didn't have, like, they didn't, it wasn't AI in the sense that, like, they provided, like, a meaningful kind of uh, organized attack you right. know it wasn't like oh we know what you're gonna do and like kind of i'm terrified to fool of you. that actually i've not i've never been critical <laughs> of ais because um i'm not at my best i'm just gonna tell you right now i'm not at my best when i play video games <laughs> i don't it's 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 i do the reverse it's because i want to be at my like minimum <laughs> operational level well right. I, I know an ai is weak <laughs> is when i'm i'm actually winning at the game because yeah, to your point, especially I play like the strategic, the, the more strategic games mm-hmm. that are not first-person shooters, turn-based stuff, turn-based stuff, the I go, you go sort of thing. And playing against the, some of the AIs, it's like if I'm starting to steamroller them, not a good sign. Yeah, of course, not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean that's usually not as much fun as having a bit of a challenge. I get that, I get that. But so I remember the last time this whole thing um, bring comes back to us talking about AI a while back. And I remember either 
playing with the notion or having heard the notion and adopting it and then you don't remember if you came up with it or not <laughs> but it's it's actually a little bit too too bright for it to have to have come from my brain directly um I went on Reddit. I've been messing with Reddit, finally, you know, 10 years after everyone else got it. I'm like, Reddit, let's see what's going on. And um, 1D or 2? Yeah, exactly. So there was a thread about AI, and this guy, Jerry Kaplan, who's, a, who's an author, I, I realized it's a really smart way to communicate, to create a, a community for yourself if you, you're working on something. Right. And what some authors do is they just go, hey, guys, I'm here are my credentials. Uh, here's what I write about. And I'll take all your questions regarding, you know, um, AIs in video games or insert subject to here. Yeah. And then he will literally give it the good old college sort of res like professorial response to whatever questions. OK, cool. So I decided to to kind of fuck around as, as a complete amateur. And I just basically wrote, uh, is there any evidence to support the notion that shortly after reaching singularity or true AI, in quotation marks, excuse me, a given system would advance at such a rate as to make it indifferent to humans very quickly and basically transcend our concerns theories in order to, for instance, shoot itself into space and pursue some kind of hyper-advanced exploration that had nothing to do with the human race. I believe the singularity is the when humans and and merge machines yeah. merge. Yeah. It's not it's not true AI. It's like cyber. It's, it's cybernetics. Yeah. So it's basically this is this is again exposes right. my complete lack of ac actual like uh, credentials <laughs> in this neighborhood. But I'm reveling in my idiocy, right? I'm just mm -hmm. like I want to know what the hell all this means. Right. I kind of want a basic. So first, I got uh, Mr. Kaplan to he he responded um, in a rather in a rather sort of I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, there's no from evidence. What planet are you from? <laughs> no, he wasn't like mean, but he was like he's like you know um, I don't really know what your terms are, and there's no evidence to anything you're saying. And no, thank you. <laughs> so I'm like okay, okay. And shortly after, another guy or person uh, chimed in under the moniker of Cyberbyte. And you'll forgive me if this response is a tad long, but it's super interesting. I don't know if you guys want to hear this. Sure, go for it. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. All right, go for it. So <laughs> these issues, he says, You're ready or for the she long says, yeah. these issues are addressed in Nick Bostrom's book, Super Intelligence. And you can find a shorter resource on the sidebar here. Okay. There are a few different concepts that need to be untangled. If we start from a roughly human level of general intelligence, i.e. the AI can solve pretty much any problem that you or I can, the question is how would it grow to take off from here? Note, by the way, that it may, may still take a very long time before we get this starting point. Median guesses say before 2050, but it could be thousands of years if it doesn't really matter, but it doesn't really matter to your question. Some, re some reasons to believe intelligent explosion are recursive uh, self-improvement and overhang availability of hardware knowledge. Wait, that sentence didn't make any sense. Some reasons, oh, I guess some reason to believe in an intelligence explosions are recursive, self-improvement and overhang availability of hardware knowledge. Still doesn't make sense. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. If the AI is smarter than its creator in all regards, then it also presumably better at creating an even better, smarter AI. And it could use this to improve its own source code. Also, if the AI is human level intelligence on a laptop, what happens when you run it on a more powerful machine? It becomes faster, it can remember more, 
and it can combine more concepts at once. This is called working memory. All things that seem likely all things that seem like they would increase intelligence. Also, the AI could potentially be run in a parallel on a hundred laptops, creating a large team of geniuses, quotation marks, to work on the problem of improving the AI itself. The difficulty of getting more hardware should decrease with the system's intelligence. Similarly, if the AI is human level intelligent, with relative little knowledge, getting access to, for instance, the internet could enable it to suddenly become much smarter or wiser. Now, did you guys get any of that? Yeah. Or, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? I think it's all based on the premise that uh, that it would be human-level intelligence. I think you need to unpack what human-level intelligence is, and I think there's there's basically two uh, schools. schools of thought on, on AI, like uh, between like the Elon Musk's and the Stephen Hawking's, which is that... Uh, Human level intelligence requires like a self awareness and uh, uh, yeah, it's basically that self uh, uh, an awareness of self that we don't uh, truly understand, and it's arrogant for us to think that we could recreate that. Uh, and the other side is that that's just a natural evolution of things in the same way that it happened with the biological will eventually happen with like a random. Thing on the on the technological. Well, it, it sorry to interrupt. I, I, I don't know if I, I I don't believe one or the other. It's just those tend to be the two arguments. It, it's just listening to what you're what you're bringing bringing forth. It reminds me of Douglas Adams' supercomputer in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right, the Earth. Mm -hmm. So when you when you look at it, you're there. Okay, and as you were as you were uh, reading that uh, article, that response to you, I was just thinking of Adams's deep thought computer <laughs> right maybe just to explain a little bit just uh, of what that is for the for those who are listening for I, the morons at I, remember, the I remember morons. some of it like I remember well, that they, there was they, like a super, there is a, there's a the, to be clear i would be one of these morons yes well during the um the earth how the how, how to preface it to explain it oh Okay. I think it, like, somebody built like a super somebody complex built computer. A, an ex, an, an extraterrestrial race wanted to know the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. And who put the caramel in? And they, the caramel, the caramel yeah. secret. So they built this supercomputer. Generations and, of generations. And generations of over generations. He comes up and he said, okay, deep thought. What's the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything? And he comes out 42. He gives us so he gives the answer, but he says, 42? This is stupid. <laughs> and they start ranting and all this, but he says, hold on. He says, your question. You have to look back at the question of what's the answer to the ultimate. The answer is 42, but your question. So now I'll build a supercomputer to give you the proper question to put the answer into, into context. context. And so they build the earth. And oh, so that's why the Earth, it's, a, it's humans, it's a organic, it's an organic computer. So it comes back to what Richard was saying that right. you're dealing with, uh, your AI is organic. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the answer to your question was more like pragmatic mm -hmm. in terms of like, assuming that this had already occurred, right? Yes, of the course. The super divisive thing is yeah. like, will... will computer or artificial intelligence ever achieve like a human-like intelligence right. that was already kind of 
aside by the time you've asked your question, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. the big question is the question that comes before the question that how you do asked. How we achieve that? You asked about the semantics of how how an already intelligent AI would then behave, right? Right? right. Would they immediately see us as a threat to their existence because they're planning to stick around and exterminate us, or would they be like? They connect to the internet, download all of humankind, realize that we're a bunch of assholes. Get out like, of here. Peace. The, the, second, fuck out. the second one feels like more true. <laughs> then, then you come with the Skynet principle. <laughs> well, right. yeah, but I think there's some some human level arrog- There's some real deep seated human level arrogance to a Skynet scenario because it right. makes us oh so fucking important that we need yeah. to be wiped out, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to the AI just going, "I'm out." I mean, or they just could stick mammal. around and just be yeah. like these. these these entities are inconsequential. Yeah, they're of, of no consequence. I feel like that would be the answer because that's what I feel my kids are doing as they're getting older, <laughs> is adopting that. You, it's kind of like creating artificial <laughs> intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Having kids is kind of like creating AI, <laughs> I feel. And uh, judging by the next version, judging by their behavior, um, Jason Mark II. Oh, okay, they're very right. dependent at first. They learn everything you learn. They surpass you, and then peace. That's it. <laughs> they move out <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> so and as long as they don't terminate you, you're okay. Yeah, mm. that's so. That's my. That's what I have as a point of reference. Uh, to I don't know. The problem that a lot of our sci-fi. Like the Matrix did this, uh, Terminator did this. Was mm-hmm. like uh, ended up being like a fight over uh, energy source, right? It was like resources, s- right? Like yeah. the humans blacked out the sun in in order to try to Matrix, starve, yeah. like in the yeah the solar mm-hmm. power, uh-huh. and then the machines had to use humans as batteries, essentially. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure about the science on that. Or the I don't know. Yeah, it sounds messy. Sure. Yeah, it, it does. Sounds messy. Imagine if you had a battery that you need to feed and it poops. <laughs> yeah, it's some Flintstone shit. <laughs> yeah, <I agreed. laughs> the, the trash compactor, you know, it's, it's like it's not doing anything. The yeah, pig's just like, oh. I think it'd be more Full. likely we'd be just like running on this hamster wheel. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> more geometry. Yeah. Oh, Wait, isn't that North Korea? Didn't we just describe North <laughs> Korea? Korea? Possibly. That's North Korean power plant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Teddy, North Korea is listening. Who am I kidding? No, that's not happening. But uh, yeah, that's. It. I <laughs> think like that's. The Amish. You can make fun of them, and no one's gonna care. No one's gonna care. Uh, yeah, you, you don't know. Someone's gonna put out an app. That's true. They're gonna they're gonna join us eventually, <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> no, but I mean, th- this is this is like a really interesting time from from this sort of standpoint of like we we're talking about trying VR last mm-hmm. week. I don't know if Richard's shown you the VR. No, not yet. not not yet. No, the, I think we'll you're saving that for the weekend or no, at, we the break, at the break. At the break, yeah. Okay, yeah sure. You you got to try that this out because um, again, I immediately thought of you at some point when I was checking this out. I'm like, Mark is gonna lose it. I mean, oh yeah. He's gonna go full. He's gonna go full, full simulator. <laughs> You've That's been living I, in simulation for a long time as a exactly. pilot, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, to be quite honest, uh, the the options that it opens up to to flight simming is I'm really looking forward to seeing where it'll come. I know I've on one of the forums I uh, I go on one of the uh, the guys got one of the, the I think it's the HT. 
okay. HTC, HTC uh, model. Mm-hmm. The HTC model, and he is totally in love with it. Like he, he's lost in it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's totally orgasmic about it. And this guy's an ex-marine, so the first-person shooters for him is a big thing. And he mm-hmm. says. This is so much fun. But he says, I got to make sure there's nobody watching me. Because I says, I look like a total doofus yeah. moving around with this thing around. Because it's the first, it's first gen, right? Exactly. So This uh, is us with our, the first cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, was it Lee Van Cliff in Escape from New York with that humongous, comedically humongous phone? Yeah. Which I yeah. think was a satellite phone. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, when I'm sure when it came, comes out in the movie or in, in its time, it was like, oh, shit, this is high-level. This is high-tech. Black yeah. bag operation CIA stuff. But now it's just it's so comical when he takes it out. <laughs> it's literally the length of his torso. <laughs> it covers the entire side of his head. He's like, send in the dudes. I don't know what the fuck he says. but So this is what we're going through now yeah, with the exact, VR. Yes. Where these headsets are cumbersome. There's wires. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. My, multi, mm-hmm. my multi-screen setup will eventually become uh, a thing of the past yeah. when you're looking at VR. And you'll double sure. the square footage of your house. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but that, that does. You're going to need to make space in that office so oh, that you crap, can look yeah. around and... Do do yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not knock over shit. Yeah, seriously. Just yeah. Basically, you're gonna need, and this is bad news, uh, a padded room. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's going. Oh yeah, because knowing me, I'm gonna hurt myself. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. But if you could like do like a flyover of us in like 20 years, just people in their empty houses, just with with uh, with uh, you know sunglasses on or or uh, like contact lenses, just ha ha like. <laughs> Well, there just was kicking <laughs> and pretending to cook and pretending to do things in their house, but oh, there's yeah. no one there. There, there was someone. Someone had shown a, Mime a world. photograph. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I just, that, that's a bad visual. I just fucking oh, twisted. Mime, yeah, Mime oh, world. Oh, that's it. That's like a Black Mirror episode. Right? Mime yeah, world. Yeah. yeah, that's the name striped of the episode. Striped shirts and striped shirts and berets. Yuck. Sorry to interrupt no. you. Go ahead. No, there was just I'd. Someone had shown a photograph online of a, a kind of a rig and a harness that you would strap yourself in for flight simming, but it would, this was more for a combat flight sim, which I could see VR in a combat flight sim environment, like simulating the G's and everything. Yeah, and just and you're just torquing yourself and moving around and everything. Whoa. So you're getting actually you're getting a, a freaking good workout as uh-huh. you're playing. But I looked at that and I said. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that technology refining and being there. That will be... Uh, That'll be something else. Yes, that, I mean, like, because yeah. uh, it always gets uh, shrunken. It always gets integrated. Yeah. Uh, and yet the first versions of things are always, like, big and clunky. And then, if you know, Iron Man has shown us anything, is that eventually you're wearing it under your suit. Yeah, right? yeah. Or it's well, in your it's, watch. Uh, we well, laughed about that. Yeah. I think at some point on one episode, it was like, you know, somebody's going to be like super jacked and be like, man, Mark, you look like super tight. What have you, you, know? been, like, doing? What have you been doing? I've been playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Four hours a day, baby. <laughs> Climbing buildings. That already shit. comes back to the conversation we had about the VR porn. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's man. true. Exactly. When so, you were talking about this, like strapping into the suit, so, I thought you were going a whole different direction. No, no, I wasn't going there. No, no, no. Because that's a thing. That's a, like in Japan. Like, oh yes, got that going on. Sex right? you're, yeah. you're kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding, man. Oh, I'm leading a closeted life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it seems as the Germans scary. are. Well, the, the Ger- first version. The first. The Germans are busy <laughs> trying to make AI robotics VR for some for efficiency purposes. Mm-hmm. They're f- pursuing that. 
and the, the a- Japanese are just like we want to fuck them. Asians. <laughs> we fuck it's beyond so Japanese. It's beyond Japan, man. Korea, all those guys, they've been trying to fuck their computers since they they like uh. they're. That's a concern. Wow. And I guess it has something to do you with population. Hope no short circuit. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> Call them Sparky. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, with any luck, uh, the next versions will be biological, right? (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I think China uh, had like a sperm extractor machine. Uh Uh-huh. That sounds like it's true. (laughs) I don't even need to like look this up. It was like for medical purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Sperm donor sort of a thing. That's a Pfizer Pfizer thing I'd (laughs) sign up for. (laughs) Four Gs. Four Gs for a weekend (laughs) of a machine jerking me off. Uh, You know, is it a little weird? Sure. Let's face it, though. Not the weirdest thing I've been to. (laughs) Everybody has their price. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Yeah, He's willing to pay. (laughs) They're paying me to, you know. But uh, I always think, whatever I hear about these things, I always think somewhere in in this formula is a scientific or tech-trained person who has to keep a straight face during this whole procedure. <laughs> Someone standing there, yeah. you're like, you're, you've got this like thing hooked up to your junk. <laughs> there's like pistons, everything. There's a it's, a, it's a goddamn mess. And there's this guy with a clipboard Clean up just like, three. <laughs> interesting. He's looking, he's looking at the power levels and fascinated by the increase in efficiency from the last time. <laughs> Right? Like, who are these people? <laughs> who the fuck are these people? How, and well, how do they sleep at night? <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> what happened? But if you From AI to porn, okay. If you think about it, though, like uh, uh, if you look at the some of the stereotypes of uh, Asian societies with their rather sort of, and I don't want to generalize here too much, but their. I guess they're focused more on the collective rather than the individual Mm -hmm. and this idea of we all march to the same drum and the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It would make time with your computer kind of, you know, like I can see the impulses that might lead to like wanting to create this like companion that's yours that would allow you to do this even more in your isolation, like be able to to, to tend to your own emotional and physical needs. Without having to stick out of the pack or, you know, engage with anyone else. And considering that some of the Asian cultures, social interaction can be very uh, difficult. Yeah. So, especially uh, trying to hook up more than anything else. So, uh, for them, the just going out to your friendly neighborhood computer is, uh, or a robot and right. your friendly, friendly Android. Yeah, well, it certainly very makes friendly. sense. Very friendly. <laughs> It's it certainly makes sense because I mean we're experiencing that here. You love your Android because <laughs> when you love, your Android. you love your Android or do you? Um, well, when when uh, Richard made me try the VR for the first time, mm-hmm. I immediately the first thing that occurred to me was, uh, this is so basic and beginning beginner level what yeah. I'm looking at, but this is already sufficient. I can already see this being sufficient to keep some people there. At, for unreasonable amounts of time. time. Okay. So at this point, it's kind of the question is, yeah, are the is the are the adult entertainment people going to back it? They're totally going to back it. Um, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then subsequently, monies will be uh, invested into entertainment. Right. Right. 
and now you can literally be in your in people's eyeballs are you kidding me this is like the next step from tv because when you think about it the military develops the te- the technology mm-hmm. then the porn industry takes it and monetizes it yeah and then develops the entertainment the, 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 exactly yeah. level the, of it, yeah. develops the civilian uh, side of it and monetizes it so that the offshoots are more uh, are cheaper for you and, and it i becomes for youtube exactly yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is very much the process. Mm-hmm. Very much the process. But I'm saying at this point, um, as the headsets get less cumbersome, as it becomes more seamless, mm-hmm. uh, this is again uh, realizing all sorts of science fiction scenarios of sure, sure, people sure. drooling into the sidewalk, uh, you know, as you're walking downtown because they're lost in some program. Um, someone's going to figure out some way to do drugs in, yeah. in a virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's going to figure the drug thing out there, and that's sure, going to sure. be like Strange Days with uh, Ray Fiennes and uh, Angela Bassett, which is a '99 movie. Yeah, right. where they postulated that people would. Um, what was the uh, the drug there? Oh yes, people would. You could buy experiences, and mm-hmm. then you would put on this sort of headset that looked like a. They were called. I think they call them squids. They were these little squiggly things you could put mm-hmm. on your head. And put on the visor, and you would experience, let's say, somebody, you know, I don't know, uh, going down the rapids. Like okay, that's the right, commercial right. version. Yeah. The black market version is somebody robbing a bank, and it's black market because somebody actually did go in and rob a and bank wore and a recorder and, while they shot yeah. up a bank. And now this is like black market stuff. Like so, this all this, this stuff. That's not, that's not VR. They were like downloading the memory. Think, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like in between. I'd say like a neural That's experience. That's the next step. Right? Oh, like that, you, the, the neural experience there. What is right. it? Uh, oh, like literally what? tapping the memories. Yeah, what's of the, the, like total recall. Total recall. Total recall. Total yeah. recall. That's that's the next step, right? Well, like for you're actually the memory able to... of a lifetime. Yeah. Recall, recall. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> song was stuck in my. Head. I almost got. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. Are you able to integrate like yeah. uh, download memories into your own? That rather than like just that. watching like a VR bank robbery, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it'd be fucked up, but like it wouldn't be the same same thing. Yeah, you're just removing, you're removing the, and it is very intimate to remove that space between the screen and you, like, and it's you you feel step. it as soon as you watch anything that's remotely scary. Right. Uh, like I watched the yeah you were saying the uh, it was um, the promo like the trailer for Insidious three. Okay. Which is like a movie that's being released, right? It, I mean, I think it's already out. It's, it's not a very Fire scary... Fire in a hole. I don't know. Not a very scary series. Right. But just the fact that it's like right in your, in eyeball, your eyeballs. Like you can't... You yeah. can't... The only way you can escape is to close your eyes and you still have the sound going on. And okay. It's very like immersive. Yeah, speaking so of... to have access to people's eyeballs like that is... Yeah. We are talking about masturbation earlier. The advertisers right now are... You know, they they can't wait. Sure, they right. must be chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to beam yep. that shit directly into our brains. Yeah, I was watching that YouTube video of uh, like you're in you're in the cockpit of a of a of a jet, right? Flying in formation with other jets over a, over a mountain and like doing like right barrel and rolls yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. turning the smoke on. You got to hook up. that up for uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do it afterwards. But the um, then the the ad comes in at a certain point and there's there's nowhere to go like it's like the pre roll YouTube oh, yeah. ad so it's right. like the, you know your video will continue after the next few seconds. seconds it's like oh what the hell you know it, like it, it, when that happens at the beginning it's okay but if if they ever put it in the middle it would of just course be like they're the gonna worst. put it in the middle yeah of yeah, course. yeah it's like you're okay I'm in space and then all of a sudden like 
all of a sudden you've got tied detergent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, put me back, put me back, yeah. and then back in space. No, but they, they do it with YouTube now, so right. Uh, it's just yeah, of course they're gonna get all over it. But you, you can't just get jarred out of that experience that quickly, though. Yeah, well, it, it'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Because I mean, I don't know if you felt the same thing, but I mean, at a certain point, you don't. I didn't feel stay in there like, long enough. You don't feel like you're in reality anymore. Like There's, yeah, sorry. It does a good. No, I was just, I, I was just thinking also for like I can't play a first person for first person shooter on a big screen or on any screen because get I get nauseous. motion sickness. Yes, yeah. flight sim is a bit different because. It's not as erratic. Like, it's not as erratic, yeah. and your your focusing is a little different on well, the the visuals. You're looking little, at your instruments, and they're a little yeah, and they're a little smoother, so it's not as bad. But I I play a first person shooter. I turn into Kermit the Frog, mm. green and barf. Oh okay, all right. I thought you become really really uh, affable, and uh, you play no. a banjo. <laughs> no no <laughs> no. I turn into Grumpy Bear. Oh I see. Or all Barfy right. Bear. Yeah, that, that that might be an issue. I mean, yeah, of course. They'll have to fix it at some if point. If people have 3D intolerance, there's going to be motion sickness. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think with the 3D, what's the nice thing is if you're standing up and you're moving around with the actions there, your ears are following your eyes. That's where the, that's where the kicker is, especially yeah. flight simming. Hmm. I've suffered vertigo. In a, in a flight sim, on, on a night flight, because I usually dim all the lights in my office. I just have the screen out there, and I'm flying by instruments. And all of a sudden, my ears, my the plane went up into a pitch, and I'm climbing. And all of a sudden, my ears aren't climbing, right? I'm not feeling this, the physical. Everything yeah. was starting, and I just I lost control of the airplane. Whoa. And all of a sudden, it's like. I, I felt so barfy. nauseous I got the barfies and it's like ooh and so it's like okay pause yeah so I look where is my airplane and I was at 37,000 feet and by the time I hit pause I was at 12 so I had done quite a rapid, rapid decompression Jesus. going down I'm there holy shit you just literally lost your so I can understand how a pilot doing at night the, those that have suffered from vertigo and caused some crashes I can see what happened I'm there holy shit but at least if you're strapped in the plane and you've got the motion of the plane going with you, it's not so bad. There, there's no motion. Eh? I'm just fixed sitting there and I'm just playing with my uh, yeah. my joystick. But it'd be so. your mind believes it. <laughs> yes, I did it on purpose. <laughs> your mind believes $4,000 for this? Um, your mind believes it. And that's where yeah. we very quickly start to enter into um, hologram territory we start to yes, talk about hollow deck territory yeah mm-hmm. and then basically star trek star trek star trek right. 25 30 40 70 80 years ago has already laid out the the horrors that await uh and the, the misdeeds that will occur mm. <laughs> as a result of of that kind of technology true true um so in a way it's like technology i welcome because i'm a storyteller we all love media we, sure but mm-hmm. I can't help. I think, like you guys, I can't help but think about the. There's a sc- there is a scary side to uh, to it also. So the more know. the more people's lives to the more like, the economy, uh, you know, dips. Yeah. The more people crash and burn, and or don't can't um, 
can't get to whatever dream the TV's selling them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more depressed they get, this is more and more becoming like a potential very dangerous alternative. And with this, sorry, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. There's some very cool stuff about it as well, right? That they're trying to get going. It's, yeah. it's like kind of the two sides of the it's same. It's just a tool in the yeah. end. But they're you know, they're talking about like the impact this is gonna have on education. Yeah. Right? Huge. Like, there's this thing tremendous huge. tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, they have a bunch of stuff about, like, you know, interactive educational material where you're, like, you're in the museum. Yeah. And then, like, the dinosaur comes to life on the from the wall right. and, okay. like, sort of behaves the way it was. And then it kind of goes back to normal. And you go to the next exhibit and other stuff where you're, mm-hmm. you're in a, like, also in a kind of museum yeah. situation. You have, like, paintings. You can, you have, like, like a, a narrator that says, like everything about this this painting you can yeah. zoom in on the painting you can move to the next painting and go to like all these different periods and all these yeah. different and they use it in pieces therapy of art that are they physically use... in different places in the world exactly but you 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 rate or you bring forth a really good uh, question and i noticed recently and i and i think it comes because because of the ease of access and the instantaneous access to information that we have that our attention spans though have shrunk something obscene right and how i've noticed it is we were talking about what were you saying four thousand dollars four thousand big ones fifty thousand kronkites i uh i play war games and i started off with the board war games from the avalon hill family back in the late 70s Yeah, yeah so I wanted to break out my old squad leaders game and I'll I'll start remembered some of the rules not too sure so I said I'll start with the program scenarios and everything else so I break out the rule book now the rule book is in very fine print so anybody who has played these games knows that there's the booklet is like 30 40 pages and very in two columns and very very you need almost like magnifying print. glass okay. to, to read it it's small print well, I started reading it, and within, I'd say, the first page, page and a half, I wonder if there's a YouTube video there that could uh, <laughs> play, have a playthrough that I could watch, and uh, I'll go faster. Like I'll spend instead of spending an hour, an hour and a half reading the first, and it's not the whole 32 pages; it's the first six pages with the first programmed instructions. No, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a YouTube uh, an hour and a half to read six pages. Uh, you haven't seen those. Uh, oh yeah, you haven't seen those pages. I'll show them to you on the weekend. That's not okay. a short attention span. That's just common. No, sense. it's just because the the game is very detailed. The, the whole uh, squad leaders game. Yeah, that ridiculous it, amount it's of rules. R- ridiculous amount of rules. I mean, the advanced squad leader takes turret angle into consideration, impact angle of the round you fire. It it gets really insane. So. I'm not to the, at that level. However, two minute UV t- YouTube video and it's the problem. So the looking, basically looking for the program, <laughs> the yeah. p- program playthrough, and I'm there. What? Back then, I would have I would have relished the the, the two hours I would have spent because it's sure. not just reading the 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 instructions; it's also it's physical content, understanding and looking at the concept and taking out the the map out and the okay. counters and saying, "Okay, this." Calling your dad in, saying, "Dad, I don't know what the fuck's going no, on." Exactly. So it's just I looked at it and I'm there. Eh. So I found that quite uh, quite interesting that all of a sudden my attention span is seriously waning it suffered yeah it has suffered because of that easy and quick access to uh 
the data. Yeah, no, I completely see I see what you're saying. That is definitely a downside. Uh, an upside would be, however, of course, if you come talk about the YouTube stuff, is yeah. so, some poor Ugandan kid somewhere mm-hmm. can learn how to uh, play this game now or absolutely how to build right. his own solar powered something. There's good yeah. and bad. There's good and bad to it, and I I, I embrace the technology. Mm-hmm. I'm and just soon it will be embracing you <laughs> <laughs> for four thousand dollars. Four thousand big ones. <laughs> Get it now. Four big ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Long, t- long time, short time. Four thousand big ones. But we it, love you, long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's eight thousand. It's true that maybe some people won't go to the museum anymore because they can just put the headset on and and get the there's same experience. There's that too. Yeah. And there's other people who would never have been able to, to go who will be able to benefit from that. To there, exactly. So, so there's, the there is a trade-off. Of yeah. yeah, there is a trade-off. And there's a positive side to it. And I see a negative side. Depths and depths of, of potential horror. <laughs> <laughs> depths and depths <laughs> of potential horror. Uh, and a whole new series of... Uh, yeah, no, we'll have I mean, to see it's, what it it's is. Not, it's not unreasonable to think that people might get sucked in a little bit too much. Like already... People are feeling that with like social media and like you can't True. walk on the street or drive your car because people are like texting, texting checking, their, checking their their Facebook, Facebook and yeah. stuff and walking onto like the train tracks, not knowing that they're you right. know yeah. They're, what happens what's in there? It's everywhere. It's they're completely immersed. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is just the next level of escapism from life, and then. Sure. I mean, Does that mean you're going to see your friends even less than you see them now, which is basically never? Let's good. not forget who That's a good immediately yeah. bought uh, Oculus Rift was uh, Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. Hmm. That means something. That means that's where they want to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've already seen some of the stuff that the, I mean, he, he demoed some of the stuff recently. And what's he doing with it? Where you're going to be meeting with your friends in VR with an avatar. Oh, so it's like life. the future of like teleconferencing. Holy shit! And it looks like uh, like the me from from like the the Wii console mm-hmm. at this point, but you can sort of beam in stuff from the real world to show things. Okay. But so you're well. Good uh, news it, for all like, the long distance relationship people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll be able to get their uh, their 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 sort of uh, here's the baby, and then here's my penis. But uh, it's like it's like the real thing. So just go over to your friend's house. I'm already sounding like the old man, right? Yeah. In my day, yeah, we went over to each other's houses. Exactly. That's well, that's gonna that conversation is gonna happen with your kids, probably, and we touched right? sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because we liked each other. Yeah. We would call each other on the phone and talk. Like, oh, granny. Grandpa. Enough <laughs> of that bullshit. When Rick first got the idea for this show, and I remember the phone call that I got when Rick approached me to be involved, the whole concept behind the show was to make it Star Trek that was closer to people today. A Star Trek where we, we had spent so much time in outer space, in spandex outfits, we were we were eager to have people. You used to say wear tennis shoes, and be more grounded. And therefore, Star Trek was left. I think it was your idea to leave Star Trek out of the title. Well, you know, we had Star Trek Next Gen, Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek The Experience. All the movies were had Star Trek in them, and the feeling was that since we were going to name this Enterprise, which I don't know who came up with that title, but the idea that who on earth would not know that a TV show that had to do with, even if they didn't know it had to do with space, 
a TV show called Enterprise. It's a pretty easy bet that it's a Star Trek show. Well, you actually, Enterprise was a little bit a little bit lower on my list of uh, of watches, but after I forget which podcast it was, was it the one with Richard? When you were you guys mentioned you you guys started talking about did we start singing did we sing the theme song? No, no, it was it, it, it's it been came. A long time. It's been a long Actually, time. yes, you did. <laughs> it's come Get to think come of it. You know what's fucked up about that is that it sound I it sounds like Rod Stewart a little bit. Yeah, and then there's a guy on the show that looks like Rod Stewart. <laughs> So I'm like, what's with the Rod Stewart obsession? Was, in this oh, wait, was it uh, No Offense Scott Bakula with No uh, Offense with Scott Kurt? Bakula. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I think it was I think it was the the podcast with Richard and you guys were talking about it came it came up Bab- about it, about uh, the um, the Wrath of Khan the link to the Wrath of Khan. Uh, the super soldiers idea and I never mm. watched the whole enterprise I never saw it to the end because they they mentioned they, they get into that they get into that and I forget I might have been you Richard that mentioned it and that, that I'm sitting I'm listening to this and I'm there hmm a little Sunday watching I think I might deviate <laughs> and uh, take a break from uh, next gen and uh, Voyager and I think we'll start with that one and just get into it because I remember watching the first few episodes but not uh Getting into it further, and right. at the time, well, I was still in the military, so uh, had other occupations to <laughs> yeah. keep me uh, busy. So, yeah, yeah, I kind of half protest, didn't want to watch it either because at the time I was convinced that uh, I was going to write the next <laughs> next great Star Trek show, mm-hmm. and I had a collaborator and everything, uh, and I we had it all mapped out. So when it, we came out, we're like, oh fuck this. <laughs> But it didn't overlap on our ideas. But um, I don't. I wouldn't think so. I think you'd come up with something a little more intelligent than what they uh, first started off with. Potentially. Well, we were moving forward rather than doing prequel stuff. Okay. Our idea was that we were kind of like, okay, so Voyager ends. They get back home, and now this new mission is put together to actually properly uh, explore the, the Delta Quadrant. As opposed to, oh, okay. mm-hmm. like, limp through it and right. try to get the fuck away. Stay away from trouble and get home. Yeah. This was, like, the official mission. Mm-hmm. And it would have Wait, been... Wait, was the Delta Quadrant the one that Voyager was stuck yes. in? Yes. Mm-hmm. What was the one that on the other side of the wormhole in Deep Space Nine? Uh, it was the uh, Gamma Quadrant. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, where mm-hmm. the Dominion is and all those guys. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. Delta Quadrant is supposed to be way too far until that freak accident throws the Voyager sure. over there. Yeah, and yep. they limp mm-hmm. home, and they finally uh, get home. And so I was like, okay, so it would it made sense to us that the next big mission would be that they put together an official, yeah, official team to go and visit there. Yeah, yeah. and so there'd be some cool sort of callbacks because they they'd meet up with some other Kazon and some other races yeah, that they true. introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, now this would be like a because it's so far, they'd have to pool the resources of all the old races that and it would not be about their interplay anymore the idea would be is that the federation has finally uh, come to terms with romulans klingons cardassians uh, all the superpowers have kind of right. decided mm-hmm. we got to make create this joint mission but of course bickering starts yes and the interest of the show would have been that it would have been this um vessel that has colonists on it and stuff because mm-hmm. they would leave people here and there 
but it would be an interplay between the command crew, which are actually like the what we're used to, yeah. the captain, mm-hmm. the first officer, but that their authority is a little diluted by this diplomatic core made up of representatives from all of the the, the major That could powers. be entertainingly annoying. Yeah, or annoyingly entertaining. Well, yeah, there's like this power either, struggle. Either way, yes, okay. Right? This constant like this concept. power struggle yeah. where, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the diplomats are like, no, no, this the, mm-hmm. this falls under our jurisdiction. Right, right. Take the ship in. And the captain's like, no, the crew is my, you know, that kind yeah, of yeah. interplay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it would also... Battlestar Galactica again. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that there would be this also military this... Military decision. Versus civilian decisions. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was also the uh, potential intrigue of, uh, of course, finding out that each of the representatives that were sent from Lightsaber Cardassia and Romulus, of course, were sent with a whole bunch of agenda. Of course. Like, you know, yes, of course, joint mission, but any chance that Romulan gets, he's trying to broker a side deal. <laughs> yep. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah, we run with these other guys, but if you want the best prices, <laughs> if you want the best quality, you really want to deal with us directly. I feel like you'd want to make that, if you wanted to step it up a bit, you could be like the last survivors of all the, of those races, like final ditch effort to... Mm-hmm. To, to expand. To expand. Well, just to survive. To survive. Because, like, the, you know, Alpha Quadrant is destroyed or something. Yeah, that could, that's, that's, that's you know, totally interesting. Like, yeah. The Ferengi sold it. Yeah. The Ferengi it could be like sold it. Like a, a Noah's Ark of the Alpha Quadrant trying to, you know, figure out how to. Ah, good point. You know, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially mm-hmm. that could be something. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of, a lot of really cool ideas for that. But, uh, copyright fire in the hole. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> um, have you seen Westworld at all? I've I'm up to the fourth episode. I think. Yeah, I think that's where I am. Uh, it's. I would just th- I think I'm, I'm I'm bringing it up and I want to hear yeah. your thoughts on this because it is kind of um, it, well, a it, beautiful it, amalgam of everything that we've seen. True, and it does also play with the whole AI principle that we were discussing yeah. previously. It's got the Cylon stuff. Yeah, it's, it's uh, got the um, hollow hollow deck stuff by making it like a west western western theme, theme a theme park, a hollow deck theme park yeah. with AI and. Agendas. No, I, 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 so far, the first two episodes had me like, eh, okay, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I like the cast, the excellent, excellent cast. The third episode, I was there, okay, I'm not loving it, but I'm intrigued enough that I'm going to keep watching it, and then we'll... Um, this is going somewhere. It's going somewhere, and I'm interested to see where the where the ride takes me uh okay i'm not overly jumping up and down saying uh, this is battlestar galactica like i watched the first the opening uh, movie the mini whatever the two hour special oh, of yeah. battlestar and it's like hook line sinker and yeah. oh, I, I i i swallowed the whole thing the remote control <laughs> and the, so i was i was totally i sold on the on the series this one i'm not so yeah. exactly i'm yeah. not sold but I'm. I want it. I want to. I'm going to ride it through and see where it goes. Plus, they also. I think they. They've got. They've signed up for a second season. Oh yeah. Very likely. So I'm there. 
okay, if they signed it up, if HBO figures they can monetize it, yeah. then I think there's there's something interesting this there. This is I'm HBO we're to, talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they've I, had their failures, but uh, they've yeah, put I a lot of steam behind no, this. No, exactly. So I said, no, I'll, I'll stick it. I'm going to stick it through. But so far, I am enjoying it mm-hmm. up until the fourth episode. So we'll see where... Was the, without any spoilers, was the fourth ep- end of the fourth episode when there was like this big revelation or did it, was it kind of like... Not yet. No. Not yet, no. No. Okay. I think it's episode five that's the... Because uh, there's in, a jaw-dropping moment at some point at the end of one and you're just like, <gasps> oh my God. No, I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, I'm not there yet. Be quiet. I'm not saying anymore. I'm not saying anymore. No, no, I'm. I'm, I'm just uh, and jaw dropping moment, as in like, does it does it connect all the dots in a way? No, or? no, no. They still keep you on the hook to okay. try to figure out what's going on. But there's there's, there's, so, it's there's juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, okay. this, there's this moment where you just like, <gasps> oh, there's the oh shit. Moment. Oh my god, I can't believe oh, they yeah. just did that. <laughs> all right, know, okay, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, what? no, it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, uh, with every single series that they do, the, HBO is the one that like learns, yeah, mm-hmm. right, and they dictate, and they do a lot of. I mean, what a out of left field kind of property to bring back, right? Yeah, right. There's yeah. such a treasure trove of '70s um, sci-fi, like Silent and Green, all these other exactly. Movies. But again, too, uh, if you're going to reboot. And it, it seems to be that's where they're going, is they're just rehashing something that's proven already. Right. There's no novelty. Well, at least they're rebooting something that has potential. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what the just, feeling was. But like, like, I mean, Battlestar Galactica and Westworld, I'm not that familiar with the original source great. material, but they weren't great, but they were great ideas. They were great ideas. They, you know, that's something that they could work with in the, 2016. The, 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 Westworld, the, the Westworld movie was basically Yul robo- Brenner. Yeah, Yul Brenner. <laughs> robots gone, gone off the reservation sort of thing. Right. And, well, Battlestar Galactica, we all know, was more like a Western in outer space. Right. I mean, Soap opera-ish. Yes, exactly. Soap opera-ish, and uh, what is it? We always called it Alpo Star Galactica. <laughs> Alpo Star Galactica. <laughs> well, Lauren Green was doing was the, the Alpo, Alpo commercials yeah. at the time, so we figured... Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say I didn't have any temptation to go back to the original source Definitely material. Definitely not, no. Right? no. It's not like you There's watched no the... I watched one episode, and it was like, oh, okay, it was that bad. Yeah. Check, yeah. please. Right. Next. Yeah, so. it's like watching... Uh, uh, highway to Heaven in Space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Everyone looks like Donny Osmond. <laughs> oh, yeah, yuck. Even okay. the men and the women. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. wrong. What, what I do appreciate about Westworld and some other series like mm. it is that it's it seems more intelligent in a, in a yeah. fashion, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it. I think there was this trend for a really long time where like you'd have some executive from like the network that would come in and be like, I want action immediately. And then we'll fill them in on the stuff yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, like this one is like the romancing you a little bit into this, like giving you enough to be intrigued to watch the next episode, yeah. but not like, and no stereotypical their... characters. Yeah. If, if not so far, well, not so far because I mean, what was it? It's aftermath. Which is has your typical alien something weird invaders of Earth and all that, and then you've got the badass mother, the stupid teenager, uh, the stupid teenagers, and the They're teenage like girl that I want to be so. with my boyfriend. Blah blah blah. Mom said not to go. Yeah, well, I'm going anyway. It's like I, I could. I'm not, I'm not a scriptwriter, and I started figuring book. it out. Exactly, I started figuring it out. 
I said, this is not good. If I'm figuring out the right. plot line, I said, okay, where's the delete button here? Click. Yeah, it's by the numbers. Because, uh, yeah. Filmmaking. It, yeah. I and feel it, like it's, it's it's an insult to the audience it is, a little it, bit. It, it, it is. Some people, that's what they want. Of course, that's, yeah. That's like they want. They sweets. just want to leave their brain at the door and sit down and just be entertained or just let their brain turn to mush. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. And But sometimes it does get a little bit not like nauseating, like yeah. watching Gotham, where you can almost complete every sentence yeah. that they say because everything is a is It's a been cliche. done before. It's been said before. It's been... Yeah. And, and that's one of the things after with my ankle injury being laid up for eight months not being able to move and another not eight months eight weeks not being able to move and another four to six with limited mobility i wound up depending on watching tv youtube and all that by june i stopped watching tv like you were I, just done. I my the P, my PVR is loaded with stuff to still watch. I think I still have I have the full season of Fear of the Walking Dead that I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm episodes behind on a bunch of stuff. I'm still catching up with Vikings. Viking is or the new season is starting next week. I, I have that, that show. Shit. And I love that shit and I just I couldn't watch it. I just started watching the second the, the last season now to catch up for the new one. You OD'd. You OD'd on TV. I OD'd on TV, literally. And I walked away from it. And all summer, it was like I went back to my board games and my models. And I just said, no, no, I've got to switch off, disconnect, read, read, and listen to, you know, those. um, I I subscribe to Audible. So I get some of the great courses. So I picked up some of those and I have those playing in the background. Uh, histories of World War Two, some of the obvious subjects, Vikings, and just listening to those while I work, build do models, thing, yeah. and do my thing and whatever. So, just not vi- no visual stimulation. I just get away. I just I, yeah. I just literally switched off. One of my colleagues at work, she's after me. Says, "Have you watched this yet?" Said, no. When are you going to catch up? I want to ask you some questions about this. <laughs> yeah, that's a literally Sorry. social social anxiety that has has arisen. Exactly. Yeah. Is people yeah. harassing each other about like, come on. Yeah. Particularly if, when the, the the whole Netflix effect that you have the entire season that you can watch at your leisure. Yeah. Is yeah. that weird? Leisure. 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 Either or. Either or. At your leisure. You can watch it at your leisure. leisure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the timing isn't like set, right? Exactly. So the cooler, like the, the water cooler talk is it's like, come on. It's like, where are you at? Together. I watched that whole thing in one day. Yeah. Or, now or, I'm waiting or, for and you. Then you. And then you ask, okay, is anybody, where is everybody here? Okay, no, you haven't really. Okay, let's move over to this cubicle over here so we can talk about it so that Fred doesn't hear what we've said because he's not there yet. I like, literally cannot talk about any any show that I'm watching at work because there's a guy at work who's just like, don't tell me, no spoilers. I, have, I don't have any time to watch TV. So, like, everything's off. Yeah, minutes. everything's off. I'm going to get to it eventually. I think this is Reddit now. This is why Reddit, that's, that's the place yeah. where yeah, the, maybe. the boxes exist. And mm. People are like, Two-thirds into this series topic, <laughs> yeah, you can talk to all the other two-third, two-thirds yeah, there, which episode? Specific episode Up to episode watching. 22. Yeah. So, yeah. No more. No more. Not 23. Well, 23. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 22 below. Yeah. I know. Exactly. I and just, you lose track, too. Like, you don't know. Like, even though I was asking you guys, you, you're both up to episode four. I don't know where that is in the story. 
I'm not even sure where that is in the story either at this point, but um, I just know that question. you can't talk about anything anymore. What's happened to me? They haven't started the new the new scenario yet, the new program. No. Okay. That's where they're at. They're at this part they just where they're going to toggle. The, yeah. hmm. They just cleanse the like faulty, or they're trying to clean yes. out the faulty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another element that's in there too. Like the, It's got a bit of a Groundhog Day mm-hmm. situation in it yeah. as well, right? They've mm-hmm. kind of input those elements exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of starting over the same day every day, um, and um, also finding out what's outside, what society is this in, and it leads to right. a little bit of paranoia because as they replay it, you look at some of the people and you're there. Okay, are they are they live people? Are they uh, robots that are the Cylon co- uh, the Cylon yeah, effect? Yeah. So then you start th- overthinking. The guy that picks the white hat who's supposed to be a guest, well, is he really a guest? Or mm-hmm. is yeah. He? So I'm like... The Blade Runner stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So that, it's got your hamster. That's what that's hooked me. That's what got me saying, I'll go back and I'll keep watching to see where they drive me to because I'm intrigued. Mm. So, yeah. And I, some of the, the mechanics that they use in order to indicate that it's like a new scenario sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. The, uh, the, the contemporary songs in the player piano format. Do you notice like it's yeah. all like uh, like a Radiohead song like being played on? Good like, point. A, no, I hadn't noticed. In a saloon, in a saloon version. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant actually. Oh, like, okay. It's always a different song, like in the, like whenever the saloon kind and, of. That's how you know it. Rese- it got set to a new. It's yeah, a re- yeah, it's yeah, a reset. Sure. It's a song. Oh, okay. And it's like so Led just... Zeppelin songs and like you know like it's a, it's really well done. Whoever did that, it did yeah, really it's well job. thought of. I love yeah. I as a as a filmmaker writer whatever I I love the the cunty director like writer behind the whole thing the the, the oh him yes the cunty british dude who keeps yelling and yeah oh yeah my, my scenario diva or whatever like yeah, yeah. he's a cliche of every every fucking dude yeah um that good you point can imagine. good point like, man i can't fucking man, my stories are the best or whatever and so you that, can't mess with them you know the writers are having a good time writing that that they're getting car, even that character <laughs> <laughs> they, that's a well-known principle in writing stories is that uh, villains many goofy characters they're all like score settler <laughs> score, <laughs> score settlements <laughs> for uh, producers you've dealt with people have refused you uh, well it's rule number one like oh, write, write what you know right? Yeah. Yeah. someone had a weenie roast yeah hope everyone's okay out there what's that hope everyone's okay out there yeah I hope everyone's, yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. okay out there yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 great. It's a good time to be sort of alive. But uh, yeah, what I was going to say is one weird thing that happens to me when I sit down and I actually have the time to kind of catch up on the mm-hmm. series is I start flipping. The my I'm, I'm sure someone's already written like a paper on the psychology of the of the personalized Netflix profile. Like the bigger your my list, the more of a procrastinator you are, the option paralysis, like all of these, like you can start probably judging what kind of person you you are by what your selections are. <laughs> I think they'd have a fun time with our Netflix account because I write it on your uh, on your mom's account. So <laughs> it's you've like got, schizophrenic. You've got, well, you've got The Crown and Grey's Anatomy followed by Star Trek Voyager right. and what was it uh, the oh the siege of uh, Jadotville oh yeah i saw that did uh, you see that one i didn't see it i haven't watched it yet but definitely i definitely a must watch yeah, must a watch? must watch 
Very well it's done. It's an Irish thing? It's about uh, the true story of the uh, the Irish peacekeepers in the Katanga province of the, the, the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Of Congo. And the 1960s, and they were sent. This this company was sent to uh, the UN station at Jadadville, and they get attacked by ah. merc- the mining mercenaries, the mining so company mercenaries. Black Hawk Down, but but not, yeah, I, uh, white pro- white Protest white Catholic down, <laughs> white Catholic down, white white Mick down, white uh, Mick down. down. It's like <laughs> shout out to all and the mix. Yeah, shout out to all the mix. Um, and uh, yeah. It's well done, and it's an interesting story that I wasn't aware of, but it's very apocryphal in the sense that when you look at this, that the story of that movie and that's brought, uh, brought forth in the movie, and then you look at what happened to General Dallaire in uh, Rwanda, oh, that's right. yeah. and then you look at what happened to General McKenzie's troops in Kosovo, and you see the endemic clusterfuck that is the united nations it just 1960s and the the 80s uh, the, the 80s 90s and 2000s and then i hear mr dress up deciding that he wants us to get back into uh into the un this peacekeeping justin thing. trudeau you're talking yes about? mr dress okay. mr dress up yeah <laughs> uh yes uh, and he so wants to get back into the peacekeeping. he wants us to get back into the peacekeeping but they're not learning about the assets and what it takes, the support for the men and women that do this before, during, and after. And the fact that the UN, if there's any conflict, the UN is going to run away with its head between its legs. I have no and, uh, positive so memories of the Casque Bleu experiments. It seems apart like- from Cyprus, I think Cyprus was a, a, a good a good peacekeeping mission what was the what was the setup there the greeks and the turks on the island of cyprus that were sniping at each other okay so they they started to get a little testy there yes and why was why do you consider that one like kind of well it's because let's put it this way it didn't blow up into uh into a full full scale war the cyprus is divided into two but at least they kind of tolerate each other barely Mm-hmm. And we haven't heard anything else from Cyprus since the, since then. And you attributed so, to like... Uh, well, it's the peacekeeping, peacekeeping forces, force. the UN peacekeeping forces did their job and did it properly. So, right. And they were properly supported. So, I mean... But that's when, when one you, in one, how many... I, exactly. That, that's just it. So when you look at... After I watched that movie and then I started thinking back all the other uh, peacekeeping missions that were... And I know people who served in some of our peacekeeping missions and i mean seriously the the these people in ottawa have no clue uh what they're getting us into so yeah you'd think they'd learn the same anyway. story yeah people and people uh there's many songs about this and uh i feel this kind of these this that kind of, those kind of lyrics are are going to make a comeback now with the <laughs> new administration south of the border. But wouldn't you say that peacekeeping is a better alternative to actively fighting? Oh yes. In a, in oh, that, war, that, I I, I don't have an issue with peacekeeping on paper. It's or okay. and you will take in the, as an example the Kosovo operations. Mm-hmm. The Canadians were asked; they were the only forces available, so they went in and opened the airport in Kosovo, so that uh, humanitarian uh, supplies could come into the population. However, the Serbs and the uh, 
forget who, who the other protagonists were. were they were in the, the middle. Croatians. The Croatians. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yes, the Croatians. They were in the middle. They were literally in the middle, and the rounds were flying over their heads. However, Mackenzie was a good general in the sense that he told his troops when there was times, he shot back. But the UN, their orders were, do not unless... And be. even if you're being shot at, I can't respond because you're being shot at. Only you can respond to being shot at. I said, what the fuck rule is this? Bullets are coming down range. My buddy's being shot yeah, at. This is live I, fire. This like, is live fire. Yeah. I'm going to be responding. They couldn't. So he kind of like, well, rule 6A is if your buddy is being, if you're beside your buddy and he's taking fire, you can fire back. It's on, yeah. So mm -hmm. it, he, he gave them some flexibility. But the UN missions don't plan for that and that, that's stupid i mean seriously yeah. that's it's castrated military uh, exactly i mean there's times when there's some bad people and back then there there was a lot of drunks they were just shooting off guns all over the place and you didn't know some guy would say hey look sparky come on put the gun down we're just bringing food to these poor people and he's waving his ak-47 well you drop him you know sorry yeah. But no, you can't do that. I don't know we're peacekeepers. You know. hmm. Keep the peace. So there, there's got to be some give and take. But you, the UN, and every time, oh, there's a problem. We'll call back New York. Oh, well, it's a, it's evening or it's Saturday, and there's nobody home to answer the phone. Your Literally, call, your call is important to us. Yeah, and then then when you when you <laughs> answer, it's like, priority. who are you? <laughs> Where are you? We have people there. I mean, seriously. So mm, you, yeah. it's a repeat a, re, a repeating theme. So for me, I find that it's like if you're going to uh, send our troops into these types of situations, equip them properly and advise the UN that they will defend themselves in, uh, accordingly. I mean, seriously, give them some rules of engagement that it makes sense, not these half-assed. This is this is where you know. where it's so hard for people of, I think, my generation, um, not to exclude others, to stay to stay positive and to not get depressed with the world and society and to stay to find some sort of motivation to keep pushing mm -hmm. because you know uh we kind of were born with a foot in this like where they still we still entertain and believed in these myths of stardom of success of big machines working mm -hmm. and things like that and then like one by one everything's just been debunked and and exposed for the human inept greed uh, uh, ineptitude-driven clusterfucks that they are. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. another example of this. Uh, I was, sh I read this article a while ago, but I showed it to someone today about the colossal mishandling of the foreign aid to Haiti uh, after the not the earthquake they just had, but the the the, the, the big one. The big one, yeah. They had a few mm -hmm. years ago, and how the, the title of the article is something like uh, one billion in, in Red Cross aid, six houses built." exactly and six houses wow and this article goes into depth on the boots on the ground type of journalism how many how many years has that been since that big earthquake it was 2010 2011 i was gonna say six five six years ago and i think they just had another one yes they just one. did no i'm just wondering you know, what i'm equating to is the reconstruction of europe after the second world war mm -hmm. and you would have thought that Okay, like even today, there's still some. Uh, it's pretty well cleaned up. There's still only a few buildings here and there that show any uh, wear and tear from from the war. 
But how, let's look at the reconstruction of France or Germany or the, the Netherlands or Russia for that matter uh, versus Haiti. Considering that nobody was shooting at each other, the infrastructure was, you'd figure that in that amount of time with the amount of money they threw into it, that at least a couple of cities would have been rebuilt by they now. They could have rebuilt New York not five li- times. Exactly. Not, not, not living in these shanty towns that, I mean, no, no, to, your but point, it, to your point, it is. It's really... You don't... This article, like, I just... It's it's appalling to to which... How... What extent it's... It's, uh, it's just the worst of humankind. And the Red Cross is... You don't get bigger than that. The Red Cross is probably the best branded charity ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. And they've survived all of these storms because how strong they're, you know, they just need to run one of those World War One ads with the uh, with the uh, dudes like running into the trenches and yeah. carrying mm-hmm. people on their shoulders with the like old timey song over it, you know, before the transmission's <laughs> over. And the Red Cross is unimpeachable to the average person, right? Yeah. If they see a Red Cross chair, they're like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Blood, money. Here you go. Yeah. And uh, to hear these individual stories of what's happening in in, uh, Haiti is Mm -hmm. absolutely appalling. And they've gone into villages uh, and just um, there's stories about, of course, mismanagement, corruption. Mm -hmm. Um, The Red Cross never being prepared for some of these more uh, like technical aspects of their Mm -hmm. mission. So they keep outsourcing everything. And they keep outsourcing so much that the funds just disappear yeah. in all of these outsourcings of everything. And the fucking house that is never gets built. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like people from 18 countries there um, all like tooling around, but nothing fucking gets built. And the money runs out and they're gone again. And uh, things like foreign aid people, like the, the volunteers and the people coming at work for the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, being recorded talking about like um, why are we even helping these things these people like they're fucking they're not they're idiots they're monkeys why are, yeah 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 imagine that right red cross armband you're there to rebuild a house and you're like these fucking people are too stupid to understand what we're doing here like why are we put the dumb ones over there and like this like white man's burden 19th century era okay like crazy stuff going on over there you know wow and when you hear that you hear something like the red cross compromise compassion at that level and people retiring or or i have actually a a client who has a family member who is a a worker there Mm -hmm. and like an uncle Mm -hmm. And he consistently tells stories of, you know, a Red Cross worker because they're driving a, a, a Range Rover <laughs> and they have an iPhone. They're rolling around in all this like super cool equipment and they all look like fucking cool in the videos as they land and deliver bottles of water and stuff. But they build nothing. Nothing's fucking getting built. Just and a photo op. Just a photo op. And they refuse <clears throat> again, uh, similarly to something that's going on right now, to show the books. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they're, I think, one of the only charities that keeps going even after they've hit their target, which has drawn criticism from others like uh, the Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. they go like, we need $9 million, they hit the $9 million, we're out, and they go do the thing. Right. Red Cross, like $9 million, they just keep keep the yeah, fucking... 10, 15, 20. 20, 25, 30, 45... 
and no one ever sees that money again. Hmm. Now, clearly, it's such a huge organization that this is not them across the board. No, There's plenty no. of places where they're bringing. I don't know. Have you ever? Did you ever run across the uh, the Red Cross people no. in your military days? No, no, no. I was combat arms, so it was like uh, protecting convoys, aid, nope, stuff like that. Ne- never, never participated in anything like that. I just waved to the Russians on the other side of the inter-German border. <laughs> that was the. Extent Could you see them? Yeah. Did they wave back? Uh, no. Never, they never waved no, back. No, they were drunk. I'm kidding. I, I was just, <laughs> um, I was just being ignorant, ignorant youth. I'd wave to them. We weren't supposed to. We we're supposed to be as. Uh, I just, I just. But that's can't. what people I on the front do. Myself. I could well, help Canadian, myself. You're very friendly. But that's, that's what, what I would do, do too. Hello. Good day. <laughs> this is basically the most t- the tip the tip actual tip mm-hmm. of the sword, right? Yep. And the back on the handle are the people like frothing at the mouth. But here you are face to face with a dude your age who was on the other side wearing another color uniform and you're like Yo What are we doing over there? Beer? Yeah, beer? You guys drink? No? Vodka. Yeah, vodka. 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 Oh man, it's a trip. Yeah. So yeah, you try not to get too discouraged by these things, but um fucking the Red Cross? Like it's it's one of those, you know, like not them. Come on. And then you throw in the uh the country's politics and the um Oh, the internal corruption. The internal corruption. Oh, besides that, yeah, that are course. siphoning off, and then sure, it, it then you wind up with Haiti, which turns into a permanent disaster zone. It's forever a disaster zone. Yeah, right. It gets maybe a it's year an economy. Of it's an economy. Not even. It's an economy of disaster. They live off the it's funds true. of a disaster of yeah. the Red Cross and everything else. So a relief economy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they literally they never grow their they never end up becoming in any. I'd like to see what kind of house the president of Haiti lives in. Well, I'm, the last I'm sure one, it's got uh, running water and uh, oh, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, that earthquake actually had knocked it down, if I recall. Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's rebuilt though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be one of the six <laughs> out of old Range Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't right. know, man. It's pretty. It crazy. costs four billion just to rebuild that. Jeez, it might be easier. It would probably be cheaper. You know those uh, those houses and those con- container houses there. Yeah, They're yeah. refurbishing old containers into mm-hmm. houses. You'd be you'd be better off just shipping all the old uh, Hanjin and uh, so on com- containers and put them together, build of them course. together, and build them container villas there. But it's a yeah. business. Rebuilding countries yeah. is a business. Yeah, it is. Uh, Halliburton showed us. Like we discovered, true. Bear hole. That's so true. Uh, Iraq project, right? Mm. I mean, the, yeah. to talk to the most extreme um, mm-hmm. conspiracy theorists, they tell you that the entire Iraq war was a Halliburton uh, conspiracy lobbied, you know, movement. <laughs> just so they I, could rebuild it. Yeah, a second ago, I thought you were saying, "Why are we just giving Haitians VR glasses?" And <laughs> <laughs> the earthquakes can knock down a virtual sure virtual country. That's right, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, so, but I don't mean to be mean. Look, no, I mean like my heart goes out to them, man. But it's like I, for the individual person, for Jesus the normal Christ. the normal people, yes, it's it's terrible for them, and they're vic- being victimized by their own government, their right. own uh, the the corruption around. That it be from the Red Cross. Their the Haitian government, their representatives, yeah, the contractors insert the corrupt person here. Oh yeah, uh, I mean the the end result is the poor the the, the poor schmuck uh, at the bottom is going to be eating shit for a while. We we got to get somebody. We got to get some Haitian born, some Haitian uh, person, or someone who's spent enough time there to give us the real skinny on this. 
because hmm. um, I'd like to know. But anytime I've talked to a cab driver, where yes, you will find a a, a large number of Haitian <laughs> nationals. Yeah, um, they're always listening to political radio, and they've got stories. And there's apparently a whole bunch of exiled former politicians hiding out here. After oh, interesting. Yeah, it's true. I, I I believe it. But I'd love to get a bigger portrait of that. But anyway, my, the, the whole point of this is, like, is it's just disappointing to mm-hmm. see something that's supposed to be kind of a pillar. Yeah. And to surprise, surprise, find out that it's just like everything else that we do. <laughs> yeah. If we let it's it run for long enough. Yeah. Sorry? It's rotten from within. Rotten from within. Yeah. And this keeps happening over and over and almost goes back to our, our first podcast ever <laughs> the limited the limited uh time that any organi- human organism has f- to remain functional efficient and clean yeah or at least devoted to it. i'm sure even the neo-nazis are corrupt <laughs> like yeah. even their purposes have sure they've been around long enough right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we tend to think that they're totally committed to their purpose i'm sure they have no no they no, have, they uh, have bribery own. scandals yeah. mm-hmm. and you find out surprise surprise that the guy at the top may ran off with the money. Yeah, I didn't give sure. a shit. It's like about he's it. not really a hate monger. No, yeah. you're not really a hate monger like us. Yeah, <laughs> you just wanted our money. You just want my money. <laughs> like that's happened to everybody. No, I'm a money monger, and uh, thanks, guys. See ya, boy. Yeah. What about all the illegals? <laughs> well, <our> jobs. <laughs> that's kind of again what's going on down south. Without yeah. naming, saying the you know Voldemort kind of name. <laughs> Uh, we're seeing a guy who ran on all of these ideologies and uh, all of a sudden he's like well what I meant was <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've reprioritized yeah exactly but it's going great hmm. it's going to be great it's wonderful and tremendous and yeah. everything's going to be fine mm-hmm. so um, now that you've experienced VR maybe we could close it because on the break yeah you put on the goggles absolutely you went to amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing yeah 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 i definitely that i'm looking forward to uh to seeing where this is going to go i before i buy into it myself there's got to be some flight simulator stuff that's uh it's got to be coming it's got to be yeah yeah the good what, news is it's a really low buy-in l- exactly exactly the, the buy-in is very very low so uh now if the, it, it, let's put it this way if they come up with a world war one or world war two flight combat flight sim for vr yeah i'm in and if there's connectivity besides that so that you could fly against somebody else Ooh. oh even better yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. sign me up sign me up dog fights yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> happening it's someone's working on this it's, right now yeah, of yeah. course it is yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that was quite the awesome experience to uh, flying around in that F five. There it was just oh, beautiful. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and presumably once this stuff gets sorted out, you'll be even able to land and meet some of the locals <laughs> <laughs> and have victory parties. <laughs> victory parties. Yes, if you yes. know what I'm saying. We could all come together. <laughs> we could all come together. You four know, grand, eh? Four grand. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just the base fee? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jack up the price. Jack DLC. Up the price. But you want to finish the job? <laughs> you 20, want the happy ending? Twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. Every time. Subscribe for the happy ending. <laughs> They'll interrupt you with a with an Alpo ad. Just as you're you're really getting into it. 
but I can see where that could be a big shocker to your point when you're really getting into it and someone abruptly cuts it off like that. Yeah. Ooh, that must be really wonky. Yeah, it's totally. Oh, they haven't done it yet, but like they, oh, they might coming. do it at some oh, point. Yeah. You know, we need gonna... to figure out a way to do it. The advertisers always get their dirty fucking beaks Pause in there. there yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen some ads though like but it's before the video starts before is fine and then yeah. you transition in and you get into whatever you're doing we're watching and that's fine but, but it has in, your undivided attention oh, crap it's not like you can put that in the tab on the side and then come back to it afterwards no no no. that it's that like, it's right in your eyeballs yeah yeah, yeah speaking of airplanes yeah, exactly. Don't you want to get the best tickets at the <laughs> earliest? WestJet, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Fuck you. Get out of my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the evil empire, go away. Yeah. Mark, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Always a delight to have you. And my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, yeah. guys. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if you're watching anything cool right now or if you're uh, into any, any – you, you have any recommendations? You always have a recommendation whenever I see you. Well, the the siege, like I mentioned, the Siege of Jadotville, definitely, definitely worthwhile checking. Uh-huh. I'm catching up on my uh, Vikings so that I'm l- ready for next week. Uh, if I have a chance, maybe this weekend I'll uh, binge watch a bit to, to catch up. I'm about halfway through the last season, so – I think I'll be able to get that before November 30th. So I think that's my big focus. And, of course, getting my flight sim back up, and hopefully my ankle will support it. So Yeah, get your shit together, Windows. Yeah, yeah. Get this man the drivers. No more more updates. Enough. Enough of the (laughs) updates. Cool, man. Uh, Always a pleasure. Say thank you, guys. The pleasure's all ours. Fire in a hole. Fire in a hole.
Ha, ha, ha.